my heart's racing. You guys racing. went full nude. You didn't even like keep your shirt on at school. Full nude. COVID happened. And I was like, I need to have sex before I die. Yeah. So uh, apparently my virginity was worth $300. The Bitterfly Podcast. Knowledge is food, bitches. Eat up. Welcome to Bitterfly with me, your host, Emily Altobley. I felt like it was fully within my content wheelhouse to do an episode about your first time. Bitterfly's first documentary podcast. It's not an hour-long conversation with one person. This is a compilation of 12 interviews. Stay curious, bitches. I feel like I knew what sex was at like the age of five. I had cousins who um, would share their computer screens. And uh, yeah, I would always go in their rooms and they would just watch porn. I'd be, I wouldn't be scared. I'd be confused. Like, why is this man so close to this woman? Wow, you can, you can stick things inside there. That's new. I don't think I want to do that. Don't think that is for me. I just remember my cousins being really happy, really happy during those times because, of course, <laughs> it makes sense. But I knew what sex was. I've, I've seen it. I thought it was just like some magical experience out of like a fairy tale movie. I don't know exactly what I thought about it, but I thought it was going to be magical. I was like, man, that, that sounds fun. That looks like fun. But I, I got to wait. I got to do the do the waiting if I if I want to make this worth it and conflict between like having sexual desires but also still feeling like a child and not quite ready so I was sort of just like yes I have all of these like sexual feelings but I'm probably not going to do anything about them or pursue anyone I'm just gonna sort of DIY for a few more years growing up Catholic I thought that sex was for love and marriage and tr- to produce babies uh, for God and to spread the word of the Lord. Being a 15-year-old, I started getting horny and I was like, well, I'm trying to have sex. So I was pretty conflicted with my feelings there. Like before I had it, I like built it up super like high in my mind. And like, it's hard to remember now what like 15, 16-year-old me thought sex was really going to be like. But I don't know. My parents were very Catholic. They didn't talk to me about sex and they still have not talked to me about sex, uh, even though I am now a a grown ass adult. So I didn't know a, a lot about it from my parents, but I did find a book when I was like seven or eight years old called How to Talk to Your Kids About Sex. And they had hidden it in their closet. And so I would read it when they were at work. They were very like clinical descriptions. So I feel like at a very young age, I had I had an awareness about sex and what it was. You should love someone. And if you're going to have sex with them, like you should be re- willing and get ready to have a baby with that person. So I definitely was very fear-based about sex. I didn't want to have it until I was in love with someone for a long time. Really thought about it very seriously. But yeah, my parents didn't talk to me about sex at all. So I found like a fucking illustrated book with cartoon drawings 
of a man horizontally laying on top of a woman. And that's kind of what I thought sex was for a really long time. I was just like, oh, better not lay on top of anyone because that's I'll get pregnant. (laughs) I would say and, you know, besides what you hear in like sex ed, I knew nothing. Uh, We had I think it was seventh or eighth grade where we had this sex educator. I'm going to do air quotes because she said that when it comes to sex, we're all like paper clips. And if you unbend a paperclip, you can never get it back to the way it was. They're not the same thing as vaginas or penises or or sex. It was just a really confusing message to give to children, I think. The idea of what sex was scared me. The thing that you're not supposed to know about and you're not supposed to think about. It's like just a very closed doors thing. The thing that opens that door is marriage. So, like, I was supposed to know that sex was, like, the greatest thing ever. And also that it was super-duper crazy off-limits. Sex is not really for me. Because if you think about, like, what we see in media and in porn, sex kind of, like, starts and ends with the man, right? Like, he's, like, the initiator of the experience. As a woman, you are kind of just the object that aids him on his journey to pleasure and you know and when he's done it's done the only thing i'd really reference to is porn and porn is really weird because there's a lot of performative aspects to it so i think i i thought that i had to just be this like ripped dude who could just like pick girls up and throw them around and do all kinds of crazy shit that is not necessarily what everybody wants and that there's a little bit of lack of intimacy in porn there's not really kissing and it's really only showing i guess the highlights very unrealistic i would say and so going into sex i thought i had to kind of be this huge alpha male dude who had to have his shit together in my own head i was so worried about how good or bad it would be or what it would be like and i was like more paranoid and anxious about it um but like outwardly Like around my like guy friends, I was like very confident and like very like played into the role of like, I'm a 15, 16 year old boy. This is what I want. And this is, um, this is something that hell yeah, I'm looking forward to one in my head. I was like, oh shit. Like, what if I do it and I'm bad? What if I'm always bad? What if she hates it? And like, I had so many like internal questions, um, but never let that show. I was always just really precocious. So I think I was quite intrigued by the whole sexual experience, even before I really understood what it meant to truly have sex. I knew that I wanted to be like close to boys and touching and, you know, all those, all those fun things. I did almost lose my virginity once, but the guy was obviously like 17 years old and just got really too excited and like came before he could get it in. Um, So that was fun. So I knew I would like lose my virginity eventually. But by the time I was a senior, my mom made a deal with me that if I stayed a virgin until I graduated high school, she would write me a check for $300. (laughs) And I have no idea how she came up with that number. So random or what propelled her to make that decision was probably so I didn't get knocked up or get an STD. But she kept her word and I got my money. And then I lost my virginity on a couch at their house to a guy that I grew up with. I think I was on top for a portion of it, which is kind of weird. Like I saw the movie Lady Bird and she <laughs> she was like, "Who who's on top their first time? Who does that? And I was like, oh, like that was me. That's fucking weird, right? 
um, be like 17 and just be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna ride that dick now. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the sex was very underwhelming. Like it was, it was one of those things where I was like, all right, I'm doing this. And right as we had finished, or rather when he had finished, um, we had to get our shit together real quick because my parents pulled into the driveway. And so they came in to say hi when they got home. And it was so awkward. Our cheeks were obviously very rosy and we were like sitting up a little too straight to like be acting casual or whatever. Yeah, so uh, apparently my virginity was worth $300. I biked probably there and back eight miles um, to my girlfriend's at the time's house. Um, we stole her brother's lube. I bought my first pack of condoms, did it in her bedroom. And it was really awkward because her brother found out that we had taken his lube. <laughs> Why we needed the lube, I don't know. We didn't know. <laughs> so that was the way I lost my virginity. What I thought it was going to be, I feel like the only reference you have is like porn, you know? So you're just like, you're like, all right, I'm going into this like hour long endeavor, going to do all this crazy acrobatic sex acts and like, that ends up not happening. I feel like, especially as a guy, it's like, you're ready. Like you're, you're, you've been ready for a long time, but you want to do it with someone that you feel like, at least I wanted to do it with someone I felt like I had like a connection with, not just this like informal, like, let's just get it out of the way. You know, I was kind of a romantic teenager, I guess. And then ever since then, it was like, you just figure out what you're doing more, you know? As a gay guy, it was, very strange hooking up with another dude for the first time. I was 19 and I was sort of curious about men in general. I had never dated before. I had never been out there. So like I was curious. So I met up with somebody at their house. We had met up for dinner beforehand. Anyway, he collects reptiles like snakes and lizards and stuff so he takes me to his bedroom there's just shelves all around us with just snakes and reptiles and he's showing me his collection and it was very bizarre because i i never done that and then at some point he just made the first move and it was so weird doing this with a bunch of reptiles around me i'm like in front of an audience wink wink I bought him for the first time, so it was a little uncomfortable. It was very, it ended very quickly, so, but it was interesting. Used lube, obviously you have to if you're going to put something that big <laughs> in. So I remember putting lube on, I was on my back, I think, and we were in missionary. I remember feeling it hurting first and then after like a couple of minutes I was relaxing and then I felt comfortable but I remember feeling like because it was it was a sensation that I had never felt before having a dick in my ass for the first time was painful but enjoyable I walked home from middle school with my boyfriend at the time to his house this is just a weird element. His parents were divorced, but they lived across the street from each other. So like his dad was always home, but his mom wasn't. So we just like went to his mom's house one time. 
I don't know what he was looking for in his mom's room, but you know, we're like two fucking horny ish middle schoolers. And he was like, do you want to? And I was like, sure. I want to know what that's about. I literally didn't think about STDs. I didn't think about pregnancy. Like I was just like, yeah, I have a body. You have a body. Let's do it. (laughs) So I just get on top. And I remember being like, what the fuck what an experience like there's something foreign inside me I haven't really done any like masturbation or self-play like I the first thing that ever went inside me was a dick didn't use a condom because I'm a fucking idiot didn't even finish or anything just like kind of stuck it in and then was like okay that's what that's about (laughs) and that started me on my very long journey it's been almost 14 years since I lost my virginity and (laughs) had a lot of interesting sex since then with a lot of different people but um did I really want to lose it no I was just curious like I literally said sure I didn't even say yes it's like when someone asked you if you want to like go to the grocery store and you're like sure like that's how nonchalant it was (laughs) it wasn't like a big firework experience you know and then my mom picked me up and I was kind of like can she tell I look different and she couldn't I was 17 years old when I lost my virginity to a stranger that I met through a casual encounters ad that I had posted on Craigslist. Uh, And I do have the text, which I will read to you. So the the headline was, let's copulate W for M. The body of the, the ad goes, me, young, insecure, awesome. You, not a murderer, reasonably attractive, clever. Would I like to have sex? Yes. Are there certain standards that I will let go of in order to attain sex? No. Number one, please be literate and articulate. I don't care if you're gorgeous. I don't care if you're well hung. If I am appalled by your reading comprehension skills and revolted by your writing, I will reject you without hesitating. Number two, I don't want a picture of your penis, nor do I care that it is a nine-incher. First of all, I know what penises look like. Second, I'm five foot three. There's only so much you can go before you hit cervix. Number three, please don't be old enough to be my father. Considering that I'm barely legal, it would make things severely awkward. Number four, I don't appreciate hyperbole. Asian fetishists and people who are looking to cheat on their partners. Number five, no drugs, no diseases. Please don't be offended if I ask for test results. Number six, for all of you breast men, I must be honest, I'm barely a B cup. I am witty, charming, cute, and in general, pretty amazing, but I will never be one of the thoracically endowed. Seven, I am not looking for a potential mate. I may engage in postcoital spooning with you, but this means nothing. The casual in casual encounters is there for a reason. And then it just ends. That is the most savage (laughs) post from a virgin I have ever heard in my life. (laughs) It's like the arrogance. I was not 18 at the time this was posted. I was 17 and a half. And reading it now, I'm just a bit like, oh my God, like the confidence of youth. And also some of the things on there, I would be flexible about it now. Now I'm sort of just like, oh, if somebody 
doesn't spell or read or write very well. Like people have dyslexia, people have a number of reasons they might not be able to read or write very well. That's not very nice, younger me. Oh my God, there were so many people who responded to this ad, even though there was no picture. I had this moment of discovering that like, holy shit, there's like a lot of like, it is very easy to find people to have sex with. It is not hard at all. And there were dozens. After I found a person who I thought was a good candidate, I really just stopped checking their responses. Some people didn't read the message and sent me pictures of their dicks anyway. And it's just like, no, you have to read the whole thing. Read the instructions. I was emailing back and forth with like three or four of them. Um, and it was kind of just like, I'm just going to go with like the person who seems least like a murderer and also like whoever can make this happen the fastest. Emailed back and forth a few times before I gave him my phone number and he gave me his phone number. Yeah, we just arranged a time for it to happen. He didn't know that I hadn't had sex before because I chose to not not disclose that information i gave him my like my home address so he could pick me up but i didn't want him to pull up in front of my house because i didn't want like my family to be suspicious of like who is this random man that's just pulling up in front of our house i asked him to pick me up from the parking lot of the elementary school across the street from where i lived so i don't know if you want to read into like the symbolism of that and just yeah we went into this this house which at the time I was just like oh my god he's so adult he's 25 and he lived in this house with other people and he had like a grown-up job and I just felt like I was entering this world that was a secret to me this whole time and then oh and then it it, it finally happened <laughs> and it was just I don't know it was I wasn't scared I think I just felt really awkward I don't think I had great body image at the time anyway and then it was just like oh and now I'm just doing this thing that is like new and intimate with a person that I don't really know at all but he was like really nice and respectful the whole time when he sort of first tried to to get his penis inside me it really hurt and I was just like oh my god like this really hurts and he was just like oh sorry and that, and that part was the most awkward part because I was just like no no like I've definitely I had sex like one time before this like I know I know it's supposed to be like this and having to keep up that like facade of just like this is fine I'm fine everything's normal and I think we just have to like take it really slow and like try different things out at first. And then it was actually happening. And it wasn't, I feel like it was a neutral experience. Like it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just the thing that was happening. And I was just really happy that it was finally happening. And I didn't really actually care about sexual pleasure in that moment. It was more about just like, this is a moment. And it's going to be like a part of the story of my life. And that gets to be mine forever. And then he came and then it was done. So there was, there was the post-coital spooning that I had specified in the ad that I wanted. And then during that spooning, he was sort of just like, oh, so like what, what year was it that you were born in? 
Uh, sorry, it's like, well, um, okay, so the thing is, <laughs> the thing that I've got to tell you is that I'm not quite, I'm not quite 18 yet, but I'm gonna be later this year. I was happy with this experience, like, it's not gonna be a problem. And then it was just kind of like, oh, God, that's kind of funny. It's kind of funny that, that you tricked me into having sex with a teenager. It's like, I mean, I, did I, though? A little bit. A little bit. It met expectations, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> so when I lost my virginity, I was supposed to be at track practice. That was like the excuse for where I was like supposed to be at the time. Neither of us had cars. This is going to be the easiest time for us to like be away from everyone. We'll just skip track. And in our minds, we were like, the cross-country course is going to be empty at the time. We knew they were out of town. And if that's just like the wilderness by my very rural school. I guess out in the woods is where we're going to lose our virginity. Right after school, we walked out there and like he was being kind of weird about it, which I think is... In hindsight, that's not how it's supposed to go. But I had like built this up for weeks and was like, all right, I'm ready for it. We're going to lose our virginity today. There's no backing out now. We're going to do it in the woods. And so we like went out into the woods and he like an idiot wore two condoms because he was also a virgin and didn't know like that that's not a thing you do. So they both broke first time. Two condoms broke. Yeah, it was really anticlimactic, honestly. Like, Doing it in the woods for the first time was interesting, but not like ideal for like positioning. And there's just pine needles everywhere. Neither of us knew what we were doing. And then afterwards, we literally just like emerged from the woods out onto like the street by our high school. And that was that was it. We'd lost our virginity. We had sex in the woods many times after that, just like periodically. The woods kind of became a thing. I remember having to want to throw out a piece of paper and I, you know, I, I crunched it all up and I kind of tried to Kobe it, my, you know, Jordan it, throw it into the trash can. You got and that strange male urge to crumple something up and exactly. then try to shoot it like a basketball. Which was stupid because I was in the complete opposite direction of the trash can. I was in one corner and it was in the other. So I just remember throwing it with weird confidence, like it's going to go in. And instead it just hits a girl. That girl turns around. There, there she is. She's smiling. She's not pissed at me. She's smiling. And that smile awakened everything in me. I was like, Oh shit. I'm 14. Not a lot of experience. I mean, I've kissed girls, but that's basically it. And she's mind you 18. I don't know why she's in this class, but I remember right after that class, she just approached me and just started talking to me. And I didn't know how to handle that. It was seven days. I remember counting every single day. I'm like, oh, this is day two. This is day two of this happening. This is day three of this is happening. This is really this is so cool. She still has interest in me. This is so weird. Why? Why Why would you have interest in me? I, I hit you in the head and you like that? The fuck? That This is so weird. Anyway, by day seven, we're already making out, you know, on every single staircase. And uh, that's that, that's good enough for me at that point. Anyway, she finds out that I'm the editor of the newspaper. She decided to surprise me one day, and uh, she comes in. She locks the door behind her. I, I think nothing of this at all. Not even scenes from past pornos that I've watched You know, with my cousins at age five were, would prepare me for this. She's like, I have a secret to tell you. 
well, you have to take your pants off and I'll tell you. And I'm just like, what? No, I'm not taking my pants off. Uh, and I, I like, hey, you take your pants off. She's like, okay. And I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> like, don't take your pants off. What the fuck? What are you doing? No, this is, this is really, what are you doing? No, people can see, you know, the door is not solid. Like it's kind of see-through. There's like a little window you can see through. I'm like, don't do that. This is wrong. She's like, I locked the door. I'm like, why? Why are you locking the door? Again, I'm just oblivious. What the fuck are you doing? Are you trying to kill me? What's what's happening right now? Oblivious. Again, oblivious. Because I'm in the mode of, I really like the making out. You're you're hot. But yeah, she took off her pants and done egging me on. I took my pants off um, in my tidy whiteies. <laughs> it's like so embarrassing. You know, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? You know, kind of crossing my legs like, what's happening? You know, this is this is so weird. So I was the complete opposite of sexy, at least in my mind. In my mind's eye, I was the complete opposite of sexy. I saw myself as like a Mr. Beans kind of guy, a Pee Wee Herman, if you will. Anyway, she kept complimenting me. Wow, you're so handsome. You're, you know, you're so, wow, look at you. Oh, you you sexy being. And I'm like, I'm 14. We basically are, I'm completely naked at this point because she doesn't want to tell me her secret until I finally take all my clothing off. I'm thinking I'm probably going to die right now because I'm excited. This is really cool. It's a naked girl. She's fucking hot. She doesn't give a shit. She's like one of those spirits, those free spirits, like just whatever you do. Just do whatever, like whatever. And yeah, like she just started guiding me and letting me know like my secret is I want to fuck you. And I'm just like, that's not really a secret. I, I, I kind of, I could tell that she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, just follow my lead because obviously you're a virgin. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. We just started having sex. I remember like being hard, but not being able to like keep my hardness because I w- I'm just so nervous and I'm just, and she's like, it's okay. I remember her just fucking patting me on the head a lot. I'm also kind of a germaphobe. So what I did was I took a bunch of the newspapers kind of like threw them around on the floor which was a bad decision, actually, in hindsight, because it was freshly printed newspaper. The ink was still kind of wet. And I remember just my ass uh, being just completely inked up in the worst way possible. She, I was on the bottom first. I remember she's like, oh, you're not ready for doggy yet. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Will I be ready for doggy next time? She's like, maybe. We'll see. Again, small little window in the door. Nervous the entire time. And I don't think the sex lasted for more than three minutes, honestly. And it was just, uh, it was exciting. It was scary. Like, I, I feel like I had PTSD after that. I felt like it wasn't really a wanted experience at that point. It was it was an interesting experience, but it wasn't an experience where I was like, all right, yeah, I want to do this now. Like, I, I don't think I ever wanted to do it. I think it was, I was just kind of trying to go with the flow. That was how I lost my virginity. So I was dating this girl. We had been together for like five months, I think. And we were 15. And at that time, we're like, damn, five months is a long time. This must really be a real relationship. So we decided we were going to fuck. Basically, we planned it out. We're like, okay, next week, we're going to do it. All right. So we're nervous. And on your first time having sex, you know, there's like all this pressure to be like a porn star. One night, her parents wanted to watch a movie downstairs. And it was this huge, like, three-story house. We were all the way upstairs watching a movie, too. And slide the condom on. And she's like, I'm nervous. I'm like, I'm nervous, too. Barely get in. Like, 
two pumps, maybe not even full all the way. I bust instantly, like before even halfway through the first one. And she's like, ah, I stopped. And I was like, well, all right, that's that's fine. I'll stop because I don't want to hurt you. And I already came. So wrap the condom up in toilet paper, put it in the garbage. And luckily she didn't have a dog that would run in there and just pull it out and play with it around the house for a little bit. We didn't get like walked in on or anything, but somebody did comment on my cousin's MySpace page, something regarding the sex. And then my sister saw it and she told my mom. And so my mom saw it. And then we had to have the sex talk. And also I had to go to my priest and go to confession. And that was also awkward because the priest knew her because she would go to church with me. So I said my Hail Marys, though. By the time I was 15, I was, you know, smoking cigs, drinking, and I was definitely like very interested in boys, but I wasn't, you know, a very glamorous 15 year old. I was kind of funny little chubby critter and, you know, didn't feel great about myself. And my best friend and I decided that we were going to hatch a plan to take ourselves on a little vacation <laughs> that I will call running away from home. First, we stole her father's coin collection. And then we stole her sister's car. And we took the coin collection to the local pawn shop to see if we could get some cash for the coin collection. So we got 300 bucks for the coin collection, which I'm sure was worth thousands. I thought we were very, very clever. Went back, dumped the car, packed our little bags, I told my parents that I was going away for a vacation with her family, and she told her parents that she was going away for a vacation with my family, and this being parents who don't give a shit in the 80s, no one bothered to check where these kids were actually going. We walk to the Greyhound station. <laughs> Our departure city is Houston, and we buy two tickets to Santa Fe, New Mexico which is something like a two-day journey. <laughs> we bounce. We we take off. Two 15-year-old kids with a bunch of stolen money, you know, whatever like shitty Mexican weed we could find, you know, a couple of books for the Greyhound bus. We get to Santa Fe and we start kicking around and, you know, trying to make friends because we're homeless. We have nowhere to go. You know, we've gotten there now. We don't have any money left. We only had 300 bucks to start with. So like now what? There's no such thing as a cell phone in this story. This is like 1980 something. There's no internet. There's no, there's no nothing. We're just two children, 2000 something miles away from home who have suddenly realized this might not have been the best idea. We befriend this kind of scruffy punk kid who says, oh, you guys can come on back to my brother's house. I live with my big brother. So we go to these total strangers home, you know, we're hanging out and, there's all these people there partying and the kid says to his brother, Hey, these chicks are going to crash here. And his brother said, how old are you guys? And I think we tried to say like, Oh, you're 19. And we were clear. I mean, we looked about, we looked all of like 13, but so he said, Oh yeah, you're not, you're not fucking staying here. Hell no. We're starting to panic a little bit. Like what's going to happen? Like we're going to end up sleeping in the street. Like, so one of the dudes at the party was like, Oh, that's okay you guys can come stay with me at my house. And we just think that's the coolest thing ever. So we go home with this man named Spot. My best friend takes a real shine to Spot, who I think was 27, I'm going to say. We're hanging out and 
We're like, okay, we live here now. We live with Spot. This is our new home. The next day, Spot's little brother, who's like 20, comes over to meet, you know, the new housemates. I don't know what to call us to meet the, 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 the homeless kids. And I fell instantly in love with Larry. He was the most beautiful boy I had ever seen. The story doesn't get too nefarious or terrible. Is it appropriate? No. Is any of this story appropriate? No. Did anything terrible happen? No. Larry and I are going to sleep downstairs. You know, we're like making out and fooling around and he says, are you a virgin? And I'm all embarrassed because I so clearly am. And he was very, very sweet and very, very kind and just really lovely. And the whole thing was like a totally romantic, beautiful experience. Now, as we are finishing the act, someone starts banging the door down and it's the brother of the punk kid from the park. And he says, the cops are after these kids and you have got to get them out of here. We hastily dress and are quickly evicted (laughs) from the house. (laughs) And once again, find ourselves standing on a street corner and we're gonna have to turn ourselves in. We were promptly picked up by a squad car, handcuffed and thrown in juvie where we resided for a couple of days while our parents scrambled to get on airplanes and come bail us out of jail. I didn't lose my I didn't lose, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 27. I've been wanting to lose it since probably I was 21 and just hadn't had the guts or the person to lose it with and I just really was very avoidant. I think I had that thought in the back of my mind of like sex is really big and it's important and it was scary and I I got to a point where I mean COVID happened and I was like I need to have sex before I die. I met a friend and we talked about and he said he was interested in me and I was like okay I've never had sex before would you want to have sex? And he was like yeah. And I was like cool let's do this. So he comes over and like we spent the day at the park together and we come back to my house and it was summer and it was hot and we just like hang on the couch and he like tried to make a move on the couch with me and I was just like very scared and uncomfortable and then I was like oh I have a fan in my room do you want to go in my room and he's like yeah <laughs> and so we go to our room we sit on my bed we start making out he like starts like fingering me and he like was nowhere near my clit. It was just like the most uncomfortable experience. And I was like, oh, like, can you stimulate me more? And I was like, I have to like use my voice. Like, this is my first time. I need to like uh, be there for myself, show up for myself, you know? So, (laughs) and he was like, oh, okay. So he tried doing it and it was not happening. Like he couldn't find it. Like, and I was like, damn, like, I can find it. <laughs> it's not that hard. I almost like reached down and did it myself, but I didn't. I regret it. I should have, honestly. That's my tip for women. Do it yourself. Then he like took off his pants and he looked at me and was like, do you want me? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, 
yeah. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, this is transactional. This is like, I'm not actually into you, sir. Like, <laughs> and just like, I was just in my head laughing, like to myself. Like, I was like, this is hilarious. I can't believe I like was freaking out about all this. It's so funny. So human. And he put it in. He was like very nice and very slow. I like read an article online saying like you should like clench your butt when you're having sex. It's like good for the other person. So I was like was trying to do that. <laughs> but I don't know if I did anything. And then like he didn't come and he kept like losing his heart on. He kept like he was like, Oh, you should turn around. And I was like, I don't want it to go up my butt. And he was like, No, like I'm gonna put it in a different direction. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is so uncomfortable. <laughs> And so we did it that way and it just like wasn't happening. Like no one was getting off. And I was like, okay, I think I'm done. He threw the condom away. I walked into his car, said, thanks for doing me. And he went home. <laughs> I first started thinking about losing my virginity because I was friends with a group of girls who we all made our goal to lose our virginity over this summer. Two of my other friends already lost their virginity before me. So I'm like, I have to do this. One of my friends, older brothers, the day that I lost my virginity, we decided that we would do it at my house the summer before I went to high school. So maybe I was like 14. I'm like super nervous before he came over. So I'm like obviously showering, like washing my coochie. Like I shaved right before he came over because I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to shave like same day right before. So it's like super bald and perfect. And then I gave myself razor burn. And so I'm like horrified, right? I have like red bumps on my vagina triangle. I decided to put foundation on the top to like try and cover the bumps. I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking, I don't know what I was thinking, but that was my thought process was to do that. He finally came over. It was at my house. My parents were gone somewhere. He came upstairs. We went in my room and I just remember it like it wouldn't go in because we didn't know, or I didn't know that I had to like make it hard first. Put, we were trying to like put a soft wiener inside my vagina. It like wasn't working. And then eventually he probably just like got hard from like trying and wanting it so bad that it was just hard. And, and then it just like kind of rammed in there and it hurt for like a second. And then it was over like a second later. <laughs> uh, while I haven't had penetrative sex, I've had a great sex life. <laughs> on one hand, I'm like, yeah, I probably don't need to divulge everything. But on the other hand, I'm like, I love sucking dick. <laughs> to the point that, like, I crave it in the middle of my work day. <laughs> it was on a date. I had known this girl for a few months. We went back to her place. I remember we were making out and then taking clothes off and then kind of just one thing led to another. There was a lot of foreplay, <laughs> maybe about two hours or so, right before we had sex. And she was asking, what do you want to do? And her mind overload at this point. She asked me, what's the position you've always wanted to 
do when you saw the sex? And I thought about all the porn I'd watched and I thought about the position I wanted to try. And I said, girl on top. And so she got on top of me. And I remember being like, this is finally happening. This is great. And she started to do the Jaws theme song. So right as I'm about to go in, you know, inside a woman for the first time, she's going, dun it, dun it, dun it, dun it, dun it, And yeah, it was a, it was a huge mix of emotions. Uh, I remember afterwards, she went and grabbed the towel for me and herself. I think it was 3.33 in the morning. It was really late. I remember just laying there being like, wow, okay. I actually, I actually did it. And that was really, really fun. So that was the experience. Being 16 and alcohol. And um, we went to a friend's house for, I guess we would call it a kickback. I think in our minds, it was like a big Project X style party um, when really there's only like 10 people. We decided that we didn't want to drink shitty liquor anymore um so we googled what's the alcohol that doesn't hurt or what's the alcohol that like tastes better than vodka and so we ended up mixing jägermeister and bailey's irish cream by 8 30 when we got there we started to just take pulls of each and maybe throw in like some red bull in there and by nine o'clock it was um it was bedtime for me but i ended up in the bathtub and with a blanket comfortable at that point. And I uh, went to bed for several hours, came out of my blackout at midnight by my girlfriend at the time. Um, and she came in to check on me and like make sure I wasn't dead and all that romantic stuff. And we were just sitting on the bathroom floor, like realizing no one else in the house is awake. There's no parents at the house. We never had this level of like privacy, I guess, even though this like looking back is not privacy at all. It's just like a bathroom we started, we started making out and things like kept progressing. Cause like at this point in my life, um, I'd done like everything except for the actual sex part. I'd gone down on a girl and she'd like done the reverse back, but we'd never gone all the way. And so I remember just like going to like take off her actual pants and just sitting there and being like, okay, you can do this. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I didn't like look where it was going. I kind of missed and just like put it on top of her like stomach. And I was like, what's going on? And then I had to like look down and like adjust myself. After that was just like maybe two minutes of like, don't finish yet. Don't finish yet. Oh crap. This feels a lot better than anything else you've done before, but don't finish yet. That was, that was it. Like all maybe hundred seconds of it. And then we cleaned up the mess fell asleep till the wee hours of the morning. And one of my friends uh, ran in and used the bathroom for projectile vomiting as we laid on the floor. And uh, I guess I don't even think he knows the level of moment that he had just walked in after. But in my brain, I was like, that was so cool. I want to do that way more often. And like that weird, like anxiety, and like in my headness was gone because it had like finally happened. Months down the line, this guy reached back out to me and was like, Hey, I have chlamydia. And I was like, fuck, I have sex one time. And now I might have chlamydia. Uh, spoiler alert. I didn't have chlamydia, but it was a very 
a scary experience. So you just got to be careful. Uh, always wrap it. Wrap that willy. You never know. I'm glad I used a condom. Uh, I didn't really think about how a vagina would feel. I didn't think about like how warm it would be being used to like my hand. So going in, I was like, oh my God, this is warm and like so moist. And then going out too, it was like, oh, it also feels good when you're going out. Uh, it was much better than I even could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so if I could compare it to like choking the chicken versus actual sex, like actual sex is way better. I mean, sure, if you got to get off, you got to get off. I understand. It works. But there's something different about about having sex. It's pretty sick. Now I think sex is less of a pressure and more of a pleasure. So I don't go into it thinking different expectations or anything or being concerned that I'm going to poop or I'm going to fart or something in the middle of it. It's like when you finally see someone like naked at that point, you're like, oh, this is not serious. This is, yeah, so it's very underwhelming for me. And it's just kind of gross <laughs> thinking about like losing my virginity that way. That was like awful sex, first of all. <laughs> but I mean, we were both virgins, so we had no frame of reference. But like, I was super into sex after that, loved it. <laughs> Obviously, still love it. Uh, gotten a lot better at it now. Since then, 14 years since, I think sex is fucking hilarious. Sex is so natural and funny. And like, I think it gets made out to be this like very serious, like, display of affection and care. But it's like raw and it's embarrassing and it's gross and it can be sweaty. You don't have to do it with someone you love. You don't even have to do it with someone you fucking know. It's less pressure. It's not like this like big monumental thing that you have to like perform a certain way or do you know, you kind of just get more comfortable with your body and like also I feel like now it's just more I don't know, it's not as ceremonious. Like it's not not a big deal, but it's less like risque or you know it's like yeah that's just what you do when you're in the mood with the person you love and that you know and you become more open to a lot more stuff i feel like later on like the more you get comfortable and do it you're like all right let's try this or that you know so i think i've definitely gotten more comfortable would be the word yeah yeah what i think about sex now is it's like way more like mature back in, in those days it was just like i just want to have it i don't care how it's done like let's just have it and now i'm like hey i know what i like also i know that when the the person i'm sleeping with is enjoying it it's even better so i'm like maybe i should ask what they like and we can like actually have like a conversation i don't want it as much as when i was when i had lost my virginity and like the year after but like now it's just way better for me and god i hope it's better for uh my partner now as well because like now we like know what we're doing and like you you know have conversations with people and you just you hope that you just get better at this type of thing um and now i know where my clit is so that's been helpful 
Um, that's made it a lot more fun. <laughs> um, learning more about my body in general and just like how to love and appreciate it, as well as learning more about my sexuality. So eye-opening and empowering. It's nicer the older you get because the more like comfortable you are with yourself and your own sexuality, the more likely you are to have that conversation with your partner. Hey, I like this. Do it this way. Um, I don't like that. You know, it's like cutting through all the bullshit and just going straight to like, how do we have the best sex possible? All in all, my first sexual experience was really wonderful. Like I was crazy about him. He was crazy about me. It all felt very exciting and forbidden. And, you know, here we were on the lamb and we were, you know, it was all just too exciting for words. So, so I came away from it just with a, a really, a very like positive feeling about all of those things. And so I don't regret it at all. And I walked away from it feeling like more confident and, and pretty and beautiful and, and things that I really didn't feel before. You know, it was very uplifting for me as a young woman my losing my virginity may have been like the pinnacle of my early sexual experiences. I think they all kind of sucked for a while after that. <laughs> Thinking back on how I lost my virginity and like who I've had sex with, I feel really good about it. It always looked so, I mentioned before with porn, it looked so performative and so like tense. I didn't realize how fun in a lighthearted way it would be. And also, so much laughter, so much talking and play, playful interaction that you kind of get to see a different side of someone that you would, wouldn't see otherwise. You see someone in their essence. Lots of years have passed. Um, over a decade, I really value sex a lot. I, th I, I really do. I love sex. I think sex is absolutely important in a relationship if you and your partner don't align sexually, like in terms of how much sex you want to have and physical touch and all that, you just, you just should not be together <laughs> like at all because it will haunt you. It will. And I've been in relationships where um, I was the one that wanted sex more and she didn't. And I've been in relationships where I did not want as much sex as she did at all. And I would be like, this is too much. Um, I can't keep doing this because we never talk. Uh, it's, it's just sex and I, why am I even complaining? Right. But it's, you know, at a certain point you want to talk to the person and, and see what, what's in their mind. But yeah, I value sex. I think that sex is really important and it's not something to, you have to appreciate it, value it and not take advantage of it. Like you should do it sparingly with the people that you actually care about, which is why I feel like hookup culture is completely fucking up what sex is because sex is becoming the, this thing where you just say the word fuck all the time and the word fuck has lost all value before i actually had sex what i thought about it was that like oh it's gonna be this thing and it's gonna change your life and like everything's gonna be great afterwards because you're not gonna be like you're not gonna be a virgin anymore and that's like the worst thing you can be as a teenager and then it happened and nothing changed and nobody could tell i didn't feel different for my own sanity, I've stopped using the term um, virgin 
I mean, like, I understand, like, the functionality of it, especially in the context of this conversation. But it's really interesting, like, the fact that we've created it, at, like, this construct, the, the diction of, like, losing your virginity, like, something is, like, oh, like, somebody taking your virginity, as if, like, everybody has this thing, and then somebody else, like, comes in and, like, takes that thing away from you, and that changes your identity. Again, I think it's just really limiting. Um, and I'm really looking forward to having sex someday. I put sex in quotes because um, oral sex is sex. It's in the title. <laughs> it's an interesting point you bring up that sex has been like so narrowly defined as like penetration. But you're right. Like right. sex is just intimately showing like another body affection. Yeah. It yeah, can and be it's super fucking dirty without ever like mm-hmm. being your average like heterosexual penetrative sex. And we don't uh, need to like limit ourselves to that. Maybe I'll like get a dick inside me and then it'll change everything. And then I'm gonna be just like fucking everyone. <laughs> I have strong opinions about this. I think a lot of girls get called like sluts because they want to have sex with so many people because we have to like actually find someone to satisfy us boys just always bust but like girls don't get to come right and so then I'm like fuck like why didn't why wasn't this good and then I just like kept like wanting more and like kept not getting what I wanted that particular experience did influence the way that I viewed sex for a really long time because once I learned like oh like you don't actually need to be in love with someone you don't even need to know a person you can literally just get it anytime anytime you want you just ask for it and and it happens made me just think that like oh like that is that's that's what I want for myself I don't want to be attached to people I don't need to be attached to people I can just ask for this specific thing and that is what people want from me where it lands is as a very satisfied, gratified, highly sexual 50-year-old, I would like every person, not just every woman, every person to aspire to being highly sexed. Sex is one of the great free fun activities in the world. (laughs) Sex is as human as it gets. Sex is can be so connected and even if it's not connected it can just feel good like that's also kind of rad so yeah I I, you know I think it's a shame that women my age are told by society and are told by advertisers that we're not sexy and that like every product in the world will try and tell you like you're some dried out old prune and I'm here to tell you that's fucking bullshit (laughs) that's not that's not the case you know, take it from me. I'm married now. So sex in my life is really satisfying. I've been having sex with the same person for like seven, eight years now. It's just good to finally be with someone who like knows how to touch my body. Yeah, it just feels good to know that like now I can have like good sex. And if I don't like what's happening, I can be like, don't do that. Or like, if you're not rubbing in the right spot, I'll be like, go left. And it's not awkward anymore. It's just satisfying now. I've been married for 
almost five years now. So I am just having sex with one person, which is great. Like <laughs> it's not like it's not like this horrible thing. It's great to to have that kind of relationship with one particular person. The way that that's changed, the way that I think about sex is now I do have to question um, how do I connect with other people when my default method of just like banging it out is no longer on the table and how do I relate to other people particularly particularly but not limited to just like cishet men Um, how do I relate to other people absent or separate from just being a sexual object Uh, because I think that again in the way that I viewed sex as a transactional thing where I was sort of like I am the object and like things will just happen to me but that is what my place is now it's sort of just like oh like who am I when I'm not just a sex you know when I'm not just a sexual object for other people to consume when I have chosen to only have that kind of relationship with one other person like who am I like just like who am I if I'm not banging everyone (laughs) is the the existential question adult sex is definitely different than 15 year old sex that's for sure um and even it took a long time to really get out of the idea that like sex was for love making only and like for having babies and feeling that like catholic guilt and like needing to go to confession afterwards you know, it's a lot more casual, which is nice. It doesn't always have to be like this crazy thing, you know? It's just like, hey, I want to fuck sometimes. And it's like, cool, let's fuck. Sometimes it is like emotional and it's like, oh, wow, that was fun. Love. It's kind of all about the intention that you do it with. And in my experience, it is so much more fun when you care about the person that you're doing it with. But that's not to say that it can't be fun with someone that you don't know and I kind of think we're all just Cinderella running around trying to find the shoe that fits there's a shoe out there for everyone except the shoe is a dick (laughs) I have that foundation in my like gut still that says like sex is for babies and for love and I do think they are for that but I also think there's sex is also for pleasure and for fun and for making mistakes And just the biggest takeaway is don't take life too seriously. Have sex with as many people as possible because why the fuck not? But always be safe and use protection. You got to try all the flavors. When you do it, it doesn't necessarily need to be with like the one or, you know, the special one. I don't think any one of them are the special ones. And you're not going to be necessarily the special one for anybody else. But you should do it when you're mentally able to understand what sex is, you know, you should do it when you are really curious. It shouldn't be taken away from you. It should be something that you want to kind of give and share with somebody else. You might feel pressured because of your friends. You might be the last one who who hasn't had sex yet. And that's okay. I'm sure that you have a lot of friends who are not willing to tell you that they wish that they didn't have sex at the time that they did that they held off a little bit longer and then you you might have people that might say dude i wish i had sex way earlier than i actually did but the truth is you know it's all hindsight just take your time when it happens it happens 
but the, the truth is also you never know when your final moments on earth will be. So don't wait too long. I'm glad I waited until I graduated high school. You have plenty of time in your 20s to have bad sex and good sex and <laughs> all the sex, you know, <laughs> like that's your prime. That's when everyone's like down to clown and, you know, going for it. Just do it. Do whatever you want and do some self-exploration. That's what everyone really needs to do. You know, now I'm at an age where like if someone doesn't go down on me, like, fuck you, I'm not doing this. You know what I mean? And I think that was something like, you know, I didn't No one went down on me in my first time. <laughs> I didn't know that I could demand that. It's honestly a crime that no one went down on us on our first time. Trust each other. Make sure you both are honest with each other. Make sure you're both clean. I think that the weirdest aspect of like the idea of virginity, which is a term that like makes me cringe now, is that it makes it seem like it's such a polarizing thing. There's a line and you're either on one side of the line or you're on the other side of the line. And that leaves no space for the like gradualization that a lot of people <laughs> have naturally, where it's like you start by doing these things, and then you do these things, and you move to these things and these things. And then, and even then it's not really a linear thing because there are so many different kinds of sexual activities. And I guess my point is that uh, I hope that our, like the conversation around having sex or having sex for the first time or doing different activity, like sexual activities for the first time is that like we have more space for the breadth of what sexuality is. My um, ability to enjoy it is directly linked to how I'm feeling about myself and my situation. And Oftentimes it's not even anything to do with the other person. Like doesn't even matter. It's not about like him or is he hot or do I like him? It doesn't even matter. It's about me and how I'm feeling. And so if you can stay in a place of kind of self-love and positivity as much as you can, we don't all feel like that every day, then your sexual experiences are going to reflect that and you're going to have a lot more fun and it's going to feel better and your partners are going to enjoy you more. Like, I'm no fucking oil painting, but I can catch a dick any day of the week. I hope that, like, as we progress in the way that we view sex and sexuality, that the shame part of it, and we can take away the societal pressures, whether it is to have sex or the societal pressures to not have sex, and to just understand that it's more than, like, putting something into something hopefully as our like definition of sex and virginity like kind of expands and widens and and we give space to like all the nuances it's not black and white mm -hmm. there's there's so much in between and can't put everything in a box At the end of the day yeah. it's like well we wouldn't do it if it wasn't fucking fun 